0: Coaching Impact Radio, informative conversation by coaches for coaches with Frankie Dorn and Terry Hayes, brought to you by Impact Coaching Academy. The podcast last week introduced us to positive psychology. There was so much ground to cover that Coach Terry brings us more conversation with Coach Deb Levy, the goals doctor, about integrating positive emotions and well-being into your coaching practice.
1: All righty, we are here for our positive psychology conversation round two with Deborah Levy, and we have got a whole lot more to cover. So, Deborah, I want to welcome you back. Thank you so much for coming back and visiting with us. Yes, thank you. Great to be here again. Absolutely. So we talked last time about uh, a lot of things, but a couple of really quick highlights for anybody who didn't have the opportunity to hear that broadcast. We talked about uh, positive psychology in relation to coaching and how really this is very central to the entire coaching concept. We talked a little bit about the PERMA model. We talked about the first kind of couple of letters there, positive emotion and engagement. And you brought up a couple of um, kind of sub-pieces to that about really looking at people's strengths and strengths finder and goals. And you said something I want to sort of use as the launching point for today, which is that you've of late you've really put yourself in the position of being a goals doctor. And I want you to to explain that, talk about that, because that just sounds, A, super compelling, and, B, something that we should understand. <laughs> what is a goals doctor? Sure. And, again, that is a uh... – so it, it's
2: not a, an official um, an official de- designation but um, when, when I say that when I say that I'm a goals doctor I do think as, as coaches we are kind of coming in and understanding our, our clients goals that's always number one that's kind of an explicit part implicit part of our our coaching is you know why are you here um, what's going on now and where do you want to be so so that is our field so that, that's number one of course we need to know people's goals now The the research behind goal setting is, you know, so one component is good goals need to be intrinsic, right? Again, basic for coaches, but that, you know, goals are something you really, really want to do as opposed to extrinsic goals so that somebody else wants you to do it. Um, so, So, for example, I've worked with a lot of, you know, young professionals who, you know, in a stereotypical way say, you know, I I should go to law school. You know, my parents are lawyers, or that's what my friends are doing, and, you know, it seems like an easy way for me to move forward. Now, actually, we know graduating lawyers are are struggling with some unemployment issues. But so so that question, it's coming from the outside. You know, that's not going to be a good goal. That's not going to energize and motivate people that they should go to graduate school. Um, or they should approach an issue this way. So the, the first thing is that it's an intrinsic goal and, you know, and, and, and I spend time looking at do you really, really, really want to do this. So, so that's, that's the first component. Um, a, a second component of any goal, again, so it, it's obvious but that the goal is meaningful to them. That this really is meaningful, it's consistent with their values, it fits in, but that it serves some higher purpose. So creating a meaningful goal, I actually had a, a client who, uh, one of the Young 20s clients finished her first job and wanted to figure out what's next. You know, she had learned what she needed to learn and had very specific ideas of how she wanted to contribute to the world, and we spent a lot of time exploring that. And, you know, the, the connection t- um, to the, the task that she wanted to do in high tech, now she found that she wanted to apply social social science research into that and, and really is figuring out how to make that work in, in the world. So that that's a meaningful goal to her. So sticking with something that's meaningful
1: really, really matters. Absolutely. You know, and it, it reminds me of, uh, you know, we talk in coach training, we talk with coaches about uh, when a client brings up a topic to, to sort of explore why the topic is relevant. Why, why is this meaningful to you as opposed to just diving in and going, oh, okay, let's get in there. And, you know, we, we, we talk about why. What is the why? Why is, why is this coming up in your life now? Why is this meaningful for you now? How, you know, how is it important to you? I mean, I think it really lends itself to exactly what you're talking about, about understanding that goal, right, that, that even that topic, why is, is having a conversation about this topic motivating you? Is it intrinsic or not? And if it isn't, then we have to kind of raise questions around it.
2: And, you know, and, and the, the thing is the field of positive psychology I mean, all of these things are research-based, right? So the research found right. that people who are working towards intrinsic goals will, you know, be more motivated to achieve them. You know, people who find their goals meaningful um, Will be more engaged. So you know that's where I get sort of buzzed about positive psychology because it's not just our intuitive pieces, but we we know that the research supports that. Absolutely. Uh, yep. Uh, another another concept of the right goals is actually good goals are challenging. So the research has found that if you have no goals, of course, that's not going to you know help you move forward. But it but low goals are equally you know um, lack motivation, do not get you motivated. So having challenging goals. So, you know, often with a client, I'm asking them, is it challenging enough? Right? So I had a client, you know, he's setting out to do two 20-minute sessions of cardio. Now, you know, he came back actually this morning, and he didn't do it. So we really had to look at, you know, is that the right goal? And and in some ways, I know it's the right goal if someone's doing it, right? So we had to analyze, and it ended up, you know, he needs to start moving and – Doing cardio in his gym in the summer just wasn't really jazzing him. So, you know, actually he came up with the term. He's going to do a little, uh, you know, cultural cardio. Just getting himself out there, walking to museums. So, but but if a goal's too easy, right? 20 minutes over, you know, 40 minutes over a week. It's in, in some ways challenging someone to do more might help them get some some outcome. So. So having goals that are challenging as opposed to, you know, the common SMART goals is achievable. So, you know, it's, it's a little twist on that. So I'm always asking my clients, is, is it hard enough for you?
1: Yeah. I, I'm a huge fan of that. I have to tell you that that's, uh, that's one of the most compelling and provocative conversations is, is being able to admit that. Is, you know, in a world where we have so many things that are hard I mean, really, there are hard things that we face sometimes during an average day. People kind of are looking for a break, but a a like you say a goal that is too easy that is too attainable um just doesn't inspire just doesn't inspire and it doesn't make that click so that's that's one of the most uh one of the most powerful conversations i think is is okay is this is this inspiring enough? Right,
2: exactly, yeah. Now, you know, and as as coaches, we're in the business, business of accountability. So in some ways we're accountability doctors too. Now, you know, if a client this client comes back and doesn't do his cardio, you know, we're not rigidly saying, okay, well, what's wrong? Why didn't you do it? And how can you do it next week? So that's where I think a lot of coaches can lose their clients when they're they're pushing at somebody, something that just isn't the right thing to push at. Um So uh, another piece of research about goals is good goals are flexible and respond to feedback as opposed to Mm -hmm. rigid goals. So there it is, right? There's the heart of, just as you described, Terry, all of our work is, okay, let's see, you know, it's not, you know, what happened, what worked, what didn't work, and how can we restructure the goal? How can we look at the task differently? And and that really gets into a, another core component of, of my coaching is the growth mindset, which is the work of Carol Dweck and others. And that is, you know, um, the growth mindset looks at mistakes and what can we learn from them. So, yeah. Versus a fixed mindset that says there's only one way to do things. And if we don't do it, there's something wrong, and and that is sort of part of leads to it as part of a more perfectionist um, mindset mentality that you know doesn't doesn't bode well for achievement in in aspects when something's
1: not working. Absolutely, one of my uh, one of my all-time favorite commentaries on coaching in general, one of my favorite places to come from is is. When I tell clients, so here's what here's what's going to happen. Next time we get together, right, in between sessions, next time we get together, I'm going to ask you what happened. And I really want to know, and I do not care if you froze and completely talked yourself out of it, if you failed miserably, if you succeeded, I'll cheer for you. But I am just as happy to hear any, any of those responses or anything that really happens because it's actually about the – what happened? Like the, the real curiosity of, of looking at that so that we can grow from it. What happened? Okay, that's what happened? Great. Let's, let's move. Yeah, absolutely. And, yeah. and, and,
2: and there is the, the heart of what we're doing is, is how do you get people, uh, guide them and support them through the process because oftentimes people will move to action and they don't succeed and then they give up. Right? So they just don't go for that new job. They don't try to change their wellness. They don't go for their relationship, you know, on and on. So that's where, you know, our coaching and our coaching containers, we're really holding them through the process to help them figure this out on their
1: own. Yeah. Yeah, and and also helping them understand the shift to a growth mindset. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm sure you're aware there's been so much published recently Speaking about growth mindset and, and young, you know, young children and, and the developmental uh, opportunities to really instill growth mindset and to <laughs> nurture growth mindset at such early, early, early ages uh, that truly, truly impacts the trajectory of their whole life. Growth mindset is just. It's the thing, man. It's just
2: the thing. Well, and I think it acknowledges that life is, well, you know, life is a complicated set of events and, you know, it doesn't go up on a straight line. It's actually more of a sort of roller coaster round and round. And and the key is how do we be resilient, right? The health, the happiest people don't have any less you know, events and traumas in their life. So this idea like, oh, well, they haven't had to, you know, struggle or suffer. So that's not true. But the happy people are just more resilient and they bounce back quicker. So all of these things, these tools of positive psychology, right, are are contributing to people's well-being, are enabling them to put deposits in the emotional bank. And when something challenging happens, they, you know, they have tools and resources that they can use. Um, so I'll, I'll, I don't um, – I'll plug a couple more things about goals, and then I, I want to jump into sort of how I use these in sessions. Um, oh, the absolutely, other, yeah. So, so that the most, you know, one of the most important things about goals is that, of course, they're very specific and measurable and timeline, so that's really sort of our accountability structure, but that every goal has many, many sub-goals. So, you know, and, and that, again, is the work that we're doing. Okay, how do you get there? Um, so – you know, that there are, here are the sets of sub-goals. Here's all the preparation you need to do before you can move into action. So it acknowledges that, you know, change doesn't happen by, you know, you don't get a job by applying, you know, writing out resumes and sending them, you know, sending out and applying to jobs. There's many, many other sub-goals to achieve. So, So that's really an important part of, you know, coaching is helping people identify, frame their goals, um, in a way that will um, support and, you know, often accelerate their success as I see it.
1: Yeah, and I, I think that this is where things get really, really practical with positive psychology and in coaching um, because it is attached to so much of the accomplishment orientation of coaching and, and not putting the pressure on crossing the finish line but allowing people to explore and enjoy the journey piece and feel confident Mm -hmm. in the journey, right, feel confident in the journey Mm -hmm. so that, you know, the journey outlives the coaching relationship. I mean, if we're all doing our jobs well, our our clients are going to get to a point where they are empowered and feel like they can, you know, step away from us at at least for a while, come back for a tune-up. We're happy for that. But, you Mm know, um, really that they can – really, really outlapped the coaching relationship. So if they changed their lifestyle yes. through that process. Yes.
2: Yeah. And if uh, you won't mind, Terry, so here's a good example of where positive psychology kind of can help people is, you know, this concept of empowerment, right, which we know what that means. Now it, it tends to have a little woo-woo to it, like empower. Now how I frame that is I'm trying to teach my clients how to have a goals mindset, so, how to evaluate their goals? How to really think about change and their approaches to it? So, it gives people those tools to
1: help them move forward on their own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it's so big. So, tell me, we've got we've got probably ten minutes left here. Tell me what's the next piece you really want to focus on? Yeah. Sure. In order to in order to really help our listeners. I want you to produce them. That's what I want you to do. <laughs> Absolutely, I will come
2: in. I want edit oh, them. I, mean, I can go. I can go on and on. This is my lifeblood, right? So I am just yeah. passionate. So I, and you know, and, and part of it is I, I, positive emotions are contagious, and I think that's that's part of my strength. Is I'm passionate about this. My top strength is humor and playfulness. So when I work with clients, you know, I bring that, and I, I think it helps to build your relationship. So the, the, the number – one of the tools I use in every, every session and is the, the activity, which is just writing down three good things that happen every day. Um, so the, 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 that research um, found that if you write down three good things that happen every day for a week, that reduces uh, depressive symptoms um, six months later and increases your happiness and well-being. So that, that's an activity – that in the beginning of each session I ask my clients um, what are three good things that have happened since we talked. So I'm training their brains even by that. Now, I will um, in, inspire, offer to clients, you know, to try this activity. So I, I have so much research excited about, so I offer them. So if I can get a client in the beginning of coaching to start writing down three good things for a week, and I and I have a client who's been stuck in his career and you know, just is sort of de- is demoralized, but just getting him to write down three good things every day. I'm, I'm working hard to help him shift his mindset. So that's that's the tool. So my clients know, and I won't start the session. What are three good things that have happened? And well, well, I, they want to tell me about what didn't happen. Now I can hear that, but I'm just helping them get that muscle. So that simple activity is one that I, I use. Um, mm-hmm. and then on the other side, you know, I'm always leaving. You know, my, my call um, my coaching planners, ask, you know, what are the lessons learned from their, you know, challenges? So I'm always helping them figure out what are the lessons learned, which, you know, creates that that growth mindset, creates that flexible thinking, and helps them uh, understand where they're they're successful. Um, Another component, so as I mentioned earlier, my strengths, my top strength is humor, um, creativity, capacity to love and be loved, kindness and generosity, and leadership. So I am using all of those skills in every session. And that makes me a better coach because I am fully engaged in the process. So if I can't be playful and make clients laugh, then I'm really at half capacity. And, you know, and all my clients know, my favorite thing is to connect them with resources and people that I know who can help them. So I'm just jazz, and they get excited, and then they see me as a resource for them, you know, even outside of their my work with them. Um, So, so I'm demonstrating, and and my clients know my strengths, and and I tell them, you know, I might not be the right I might not be the right match for them. This is my qualities, characteristics, and I'm very clear that my lesser strengths are, you know, self-regulation and persistence. So I'm not a perfect coach, and. And I modeled my humanness by just using these strengths in conversation. So I'm, I'm introducing them to the concept by modeling it. And then, you know, as, as I mentioned in our, our first um, conversation that I start with, helping people look at their strengths and, and describe how they, use, how they have used them in the past. So those are components that create such a strong foundation of my work with clients and then you know another part of component excuse me PERMA is you know positive relationships so I'm implicitly explicitly creating um, positive relations with my clients which we all know that if you don't have that then you can't do any productive work but you know again those positive relationships matter for success and productivity and and there's research behind that that's I think that's the, the thing that's always, I come back to with positive psychology is there's research that tells us well of course you know people in positive relationships do better
1: yes, yeah. well, and I think you know if we look at um, even if we took a very uh, focused approach and looked at a uh, core competency uh, comparison trust and intimacy, which is one, of course one of the core competencies is uh, dictated by the i c f trust and intimacy. Is about those positive relationships. You have to have that in order for the, the whole process to work. So, yeah, I mean, absolutely, absolutely. And and the fact that, like you said, there's so much research behind it um, makes it that much sweeter, right? <laughs> it yes. really does. It makes it that much sweeter. Yes. Yeah, no.
2: no I, I, and, and having the science to back up the work I do, you know, gives me more confidence and and credibility, I think, in the world, but also with my clients, that, you know, it's not like, oh, we're nice people who are supportive cheerleaders, that no, there is a scientific approach that we're using. And, and, you know, and coaches, so what I said in the beginning, that if you're doing good coaching, you're a positive psychology practitioner, I mean, people, people are doing this. I didn't need to, in fact, nobody, people don't need the science to know that. Well, of course that works, but I think it establishes more credibility and confidence to have
1: some understanding why it works. Absolutely, and I think that there, right in there lies the value for um, for so many coaches to really take the time and get themselves well trained around the positive psychology piece. Is is the expanse of the confidence of knowing the research behind it, understanding just how much of it there is. And, and I'm going to take just a second and kind of just uh, use this moment to sort of plug the fact that you do have a, a training coming up. Uh, and to coaches who really find that compelling, find this A, this topic compelling, B, Really want to have that expanded confidence, that expanded understanding of the research that's behind it. Um, this is something you definitely want to check out. So, uh, Deborah Levy is teaching positive psychology at uh, Impact Coaching Academy, and that begins on September the 12th. And so, if that's of uh, any interest to any of you, make sure you head over to impactcoachingacademy.com and check that out. Uh, and and I. I what is the most exciting part for you? I'm going to kind of shift gears on you for a second. What is the most exciting part for you working with coaches, training coaches, talking to them about positive psychology? What, what really lights you up around that?
2: I think the, the, the number one thing is when I get to teach positive psychology, which you know, I'm so thrilled that that's the field I, I'm teaching because when I teach people, you know, a core part of my teaching is getting them out there and practicing it. So in the class, each week uh, students are going to have the assignment to practice these research-based interventions on their own, um, and then I'm going to ask them immediately to practice them with clients. So Mm -hmm. I think that that's what I love is giving coaches practical tools to help them improve their well-being and their practice. And, you know, in many ways I am giving candy to coaches because, in fact, the, the class will make you happier. So, you know, the, the tools are one thing that are so easy to use, but taking the class, doing these homework, which would be, my first one is always write down three good things that happen every day for a week, and my second assignment is take the stress test and notice how you use them. So I have probably 20 activities, and, you know, it, it helps. I love watching coaches develop this toolbox and use these tools in unique, exciting ways. So that's what I love is, is sharing this um, with other coaches and giving them useful tools that will help them immediately. Okay, So and it's easy. It's easy. It's not complicated. It's easy to do. It. Coaches can do it. I like
1: this. It's and, it, and it's easy to pinpoint why you love it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. For sure. Well, we're coming in the last couple of minutes here, so I just want to open up the stage. Any final thoughts just from our conversation today that you want to leave our listeners with?
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I, I hope, um, the main thing that I would love, which I always want to do when I'm talking about positive psychology, is I hope I've, you know, got people interested in learning more. So, you know, don't take my word from it. You know, read some of my favorite books. Across. The Positivity by Barbara Fredrickson, Creating Your Best Life by, um, by Caroline Miller Adams, The How of Happiness. My colleague Sean Aker from Harvard has done great work. Um, his kid's book, one of his great books, is The Happiness Advantage. So I really hope that, that coaches will learn more about these tools. You know, Ideally, take the class because it's always fun to learn in the community, community of others and sure. try using these, these tools
1: with clients. Awesome. And we're picking up just a little bit of, of rustling or clicking on the, on the line. I'm not sure. 100 percent sure what it is. So I'm just going to ask you to repeat those two books one more time just to make sure that we, we capture that for our listeners. Yeah.
2: So, so three of my favorites, The How of Happiness by Sonia Lubomirsky. The second one is Creating Your Best Life by Caroline Miller-Adams. And the third is The Happiness Advantage by Sean Aker. So um, those those are really core um, textbooks that I'll use in the class, too.
1: Fantastic. Thank you so much. Uh, I love being able to bring more light to this conversation by having you back on. We'll certainly uh, reserve a space for you again in the future. There's still so much more to talk about Thank you, thank you, thank you. And, uh, again, for anybody who's interested, be sure you, you check out what uh, what Deb is up to. And, Deb, do you want to give a quick shout out really quick just to how people can get in touch with you personally, your site, just to kind of let them know
2: what you're doing? Absolutely. So um, my business is called Coaching is Good. And so my website is coachingisgood.com. And my email is deb at coachingisgood.com. Like many coaches, I offer free initial sessions. I love to talk to people about psychology and give them more resources, resources. So deb at coachingisgood.com. Don't hesitate to reach out to me.
1: Beautiful. Thank you so much. And with that, we're going to turn things back to the studio to close us out for today. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. And next time, please invite a friend. We've got coaching colleagues out there. Have them come on by and give us a listen. Take care, everybody.
0: Thank you for joining us today. Coaching Impact Radio is brought to you by Impact Coaching Academy. Experience ICA with over 30 hours of complimentary materials, then chart your own specific training plan at impactcoachingacademy.com. And of course, join us and access the growing archive of programs at coachingimpactradio.com. There's more exciting conversation by coaches for coaches on the way with Frankie Dorn and Terry Hayes. Be sure to join us as we continue the coaching conversation. I'm Vince Hayes. Bye bye, everyone.